0: everyone welcome to the newest episode of the Arise with Amber podcast you are welcome at this table and I'm so grateful to have each and every single one of you here every single week however you came upon this podcast thank you so much for listening if you guys are enjoying it I would love if you would go give it a rating or go over to our YouTube page Arise with Amber over there you can see all of our old videos that we used to film I started this in 2019 and I I filmed videos outside when I first started out and there was wind chimes and dogs and cats and chickens and everything running around and kids coming in and it's kind of evolved, but it might be fun to go back and watch some of those old episodes and kind of see where this whole thing started. You know, I I started actually in my closet, in my bathroom, after we lost our son River and it started as kind of my grief journey and my faith walk and has grown into this little small group that we have and and it's been really um, sweet to walk with you guys and to see um how much I've changed just if I go back and watch old episodes how much I've changed how much um I have grown in in the truth of the Bible has been really really amazing but if you are new here that's where you could go to get to get caught up and You don't have to go get caught up, but you can kind of see the evolution of a very grief-stricken mother who just lost her son to where the Lord has brought us in the last four and a half, almost five years, five years this year. So thank you for being here. Make sure you subscribe and like so you don't miss any of our videos and share it with a friend. If you listen to one of these episodes and you feel that it would bless their heart and encourage them, just go out and click that little share button and, and send it to them. So... I was thinking this week about treasure hunting, and I have a friend that goes thrifting. She finds the most amazing thrift finds. I will tell you that I go to the thrift store and I don't find anything like the stuff that she finds, but she finds like these pieces of gold hidden in these thrift stores. And, you know, when I go shopping, I'm always looking for a bargain. I'm always looking for a deal. So I'll sometimes find little nuggets of things that are, you know, half price or 20% off or whatever. And I tend to go for those deals. I find those little gold nuggets or... Okay, so the kids made a scavenger hunt a couple nights ago. We have dinner with our pastors um, often, and our kids and their kids were doing a scavenger hunt, and they were seeking the treasure of what each group had hidden, and not only did the seekers have joy, you know, when they went out and they were looking for the clues and looking for the gold and looking for the prizes, they had joy, but not only did they have joy... The ones that hid the notes and the prizes and things, they had joy. They had joy on their faces as as they were hiding them and putting them in secret places. So there are many ways that people can search for treasure. You hear about metal detecting. That's something, you know, our kids have fun with doing that with the little metal, metal detectors or geocaching or archaeological digs, which is where, gosh, we have so many archaeological digs that support the truth of the Bible. And, you know, there's antique hunting. You can find treasures when you're antique hunting. And, you know, the list goes on and on. But in essence, it's the process of searching for something that has value, that has been hidden or buried. So I was just thinking about treasure hunting this week, and I woke up with the mindset of wanting to go treasure hunting, wanting to go treasure hunting inside of God's Word. And each time that I open up my Bible, I really try to pray for the Lord to give me wisdom, to give me insight, to give me new revelation, not new revelation of, of, of his word because his word is is secure and the canon is complete, but new revelation in what I know about the word and how it connects with other stories and how it connects with other books of the Bible, how it fulfills certain prophecies. I always ask the Lord for wisdom and to show me something that I haven't seen before and to make things clear, clearer to me, to open up my eyes and to help me understand or to connect the dots like I said of past things that I've read with current with things that I'm currently reading in the Bible. I believe that the Bible is the deepest well of treasure that any of us could ever have and there is no way in our lifetime that we will ever be able to mine all the treasure that is in the Bible and I just want to share that with all of you, and tell you guys there is so much goodness, so much grace, so much love, so much comfort, so much hope, so much peace, so much treasure inside of God's word. So I want to pray, and then we're going to talk about going treasure hunting. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, that your word is a lamp to our feet, God, that, that you have hidden treasures for us to uncover, and that it delights you to Watch us uncover those treasures, and it delights us whenever we find things, and so we just thank you, and I I pray that people will learn to treasure your word as we ought to, and I pray that people will learn the fear that we are supposed to have of you, the fear of the Lord, the love of the Lord, all of the things that you call us to do. You know, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, and I just pray that people come to know that, and I just ask that you help me in this message. I ask that nothing that I say is wrong um, or false or, or not what is in your word. I ask that I decrease and you increase, God. Thank you so much for this time together. I pray that you change hearts as you do all the time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I wanted to share a few scriptures on where the Bible speaks of treasures. So Proverbs 2, 4 and 5, or 4 through 6 actually says, if you seek it like silver, and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 7, 1. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments with you. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. By wisdom, a house is built. And by understanding, it is established. And by knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And in Job 23, 12, it says, I have not departed from the command of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We just finished a study in Colossians at church. And Colossians 2, 1 through 4 reads, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf And for those who are at Laodicea, and for those who have not personally seen my face, this is Paul, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge." The Bible says that all of our wealth, all of our riches, all of our wisdom, all of our knowledge comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery. And it says that God's mystery, that is Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. God on every page of the scriptures is pointing us to Jesus. He is pointing us to Christ. Starting in Genesis all the way to Revelation, he is pointing us to Christ. In him lies the treasure of truth and peace and joy and rest and salvation and understanding and eternal life. We are also warned against storing up earthly treasures. All throughout scripture, the Bible constantly tells us not to focus on not to focus on temporal things, on the things of the natural, on the things of this world, but to focus on eternal things, to keep our eyes up, to keep our eyes on the unseen, because what is unseen is eternal, and what is seen is temporary. First Timothy six seventeen says, Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Matthew six, nineteen and twenty. A lot of you have heard this. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Proverbs, you know, kind of warns us about the trouble of riches here in this earth. And Proverbs eleven twenty eight says, he who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will flourish like the green leaf. Proverbs 11, 4, riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Matthew 6, 21, for, your treasure, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where are your treasures? Where are our treasures? Where are we laying up, storing up treasures and riches for ourselves? There's nothing wrong with having, so to speak, earthly riches or earthly treasure or money. Or, you know, God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. It's, it's if we're hoarding things up for ourselves, if we're not being a blessing to other people, if we're storing up for ourselves stuff on this earth that we cannot, we can't take it with us when we, when we pass, when we go to heaven. And are we making these things our idol? Are we so focused on money and career and everything that we're missing out on the eternal treasures in heaven? Are we making those things an idol? So that's where, you know, the trouble comes in. There are so many who are lost today, as I once was, as you probably once were, as you may be even right now. Satan is so hard at work to keep you distracted and to keep you away from church and to keep you away from godly people, to keep you away from the word of God, to keep you focused on yourself because he knows that in Christ are all the riches, all the wisdom, all the treasure. He knows that. So he tries to do everything he can to keep you away, to keep you distracted, to keep you not wanting to go to church. But Paul wanted the people that he was speaking to, he wanted them to walk in the full assurance, just as we need to walk in the full assurance today of God's promises. But where do we find that? Where do we find the full assurance of for salvation, of God's promises, of hope, of peace? Where do we find all of that? He tells us plainly, all of those are found in Jesus Christ, our Savior, and he is where all of those things have been hidden. And I think, you know, the Lord delights for us to search and seek and find. Just as our kids, you know, like to like to hide things. It's their joy to see someone else find it. And it's their joy to hide them. So many people are, there's so much deconstruction of people's faith going on. And I really need to do an Arise on Deconstruction. Um, but so many people are, are searching for who they are and what their purpose is and navigating through church hurt and all kinds of things. And, you know, I searched for so long to find, quote, find myself, to find out who I was, to find out what my purpose was. And all along, all along, all those years of searching, all those years of rebellion, all those years of, of sin, all along my my identity and my purpose was in Christ. And it took me finding the treasure. It took God drawing me and revealing the treasure to me where I realized that's where my, my true worth, my true self, my true identity, my true happiness and joy is found, is in the Lord. To quote C.S. Lewis, he said, look to yourself, that is try to find all the answers within yourself, try to find yourself, and you will find in the long run only hatred and loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ and you will find him. And with him, everything else thrown in. So why does God seem to hide these things? Why, why are there so many mysteries about the Bible and so many mysteries and so many? Why, why doesn't God just put it out plainly for us to find and to understand? Why doesn't he just make it to where everyone can believe and everyone will know and everyone will have joy and peace and, and faith? Just as my kids and their friends had joy in hiding things and watching their friends find them. I think God, like I said, he enjoys and he delights in his children seeking him and searching for him and opening up his word and pouring over the scriptures and finding nuggets of gold and nuggets of truth. You know, okay, I had I had Easter eggs one year, years ago for the kids whenever they were littler. And I remember just throwing them out just in the grass, you know, plain as day. You could see like hot pink and hot green and yellow and all the things and, and Granger you know, I remember him saying to me, that's not fun. There's, that's not fun. They're just, they can see them right there. What fun is in that? So the next year he hid them and he hid them really, really good, but there was so much joy and they had so much fun actually trying to, trying to look for them and trying to find them in really secret places. And it brought joy to us to see their faces whenever they found those things. And even still, some were hid so well that it took weeks or months before anyone else found them. But then, you know, that's, that's exciting in itself is to find something that you weren't expecting to find even months, weeks, years later. If God laid it all out for us in plain view, what desire would there be for us to seek him, to want him, to desire him, to keep searching, to keep needing him? If everything was just handed to us on a silver platter, what need would we have for God? So I think so often we can get complacent in our Bible reading, and and I do a, a plan sometimes, and I find myself sometimes, you know, in the plan I want to hit my mark, and sometimes I get behind, so I'm trying to get caught up, and I I run over it quickly, and because I just want to read it, but when I rush over it quickly, instead of sitting with it and mining it and studying it and really pouring over it and devoting time to it, I miss so many things. I miss so many nuggets of of god's truth and of god's word and and of god's gold but on the days when i actually have time like i have an hour that i can devote to it and i really dig in and i sit and i soak and i study the riches are revealed and it's so fun it's so fun to find things that you haven't seen before or when things click when when the bible starts making sense to you it is such a treasure it's such a treasure whenever things start making sense so we need to pray for new eyes to see we need to pray each time we open up His Word. God, give me eyes to see. Give me, give me ears and a heart to understand. London was doing the McShane plan with us, and she got behind. And she, you know, she came to me one night. She said, "Is it okay if I don't do the plan anymore?" She said, "I'm feeling a lot of pressure, and I'm, I'm, I'm behind." And it wasn't enjoyable for her anymore to read the Word. It became like a chore. And when she took a break, and she came back to it, she came back. I don't know, a couple weeks or months later, and. And she came back to it with fresh eyes because she wanted to read it on her own. And new things began to emerge to her. And she came to me, it was yesterday, and she said, Mommy, do you know why I love John 16, so much? And I said, why? And she said, because it says in this world you will have trouble. It doesn't say you might have trouble. It says you will have trouble. So just seeing, you know, the, the joy on her face, whatever, that connected for her, that our Lord tells us we will have trouble. She was so excited for that little revelation, you know, that the Holy Spirit revealed to her in her reading. The Bible is our roadmap straight to Jesus. God has laid it all out and everything points to his son, points to our savior, points to the treasure and the riches that are in Christ. And if we humbly come to it excited and expectant and prayerful, you know, with a desire that we truly do want to know the word of God, he will lead us on such a fun adventure. I told Granger this morning, I wish I could just go away for an entire day and read the word. I would love to have just a full day just to sit and read the word and actually study it and you know instead of in the morning my quiet time is when, you know, Maverick's sitting on my lap and he's wanting a snack and he's crawling all over me and I'm I'm getting the word, but I'm not able to study it like I want to at this moment, you know, in my in my motherhood journey. A lot of you know that Granger left his music career to pursue missions and to pursue ministry and really he's just wanting to grow and study and learn the word of God and he and he has such a heart to share it with others. If you guys could see him in the house. He has such a passion for the word of God and he has a such such a passion for those that are lost, for those that are under false teaching, for for people who don't know the Lord. I mean, he's constantly on his phone. I hear him, you know, on voice texting and he's he's sharing the gospel with people and he's, he's preaching and he's, and it, it truly, um, it doesn't, I don't want to say it wears on his spirit, but there is an urgency to where when somebody just doesn't get it or doesn't want to hear it, it hurts his heart. And cause he does truly want to see people saved. And we have to, re- that's one way we realize it's not about us. You can preach, preach all day long and still not see somebody come to the Lord but you are planting seeds. So I kind of I don't know I just lost my train of thought right there, but he just decided that after he was saved, after we went everything, after we went through everything that we did with our family that there was there was no time to do anything else but to learn and grow in the wisdom and knowledge of God and to share that with everybody else. So he he cites Matthew 13:44 as an explanation for what happened. And Matthew 13, 44 says the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy, he goes and sells everything that he has and buys that field. You guys, that is what the kingdom of God is. It's a treasure and it's hidden in a field. And when you find it, you want to, you want to buy it and you want to share it with everyone. The Lord worked in our life, you know, in such a mighty way. And he opened our eyes to the treasure that is in the kingdom of heaven, that is in his, his son, Jesus. So much so that everything else in this world, everything else in this, in this life, everything else pales in comparison. Only what's done for Christ will last. And God has shown us, you know, that this life is such a vapor and sharing the good news with others that we meet is so important, and learning who God is, who the Bible reveals him to be, and learning actual sound doctrine, and and studying the word of God is so important for us to understand so that we can share it with others when they come to us with questions. So are we treasuring God's word in our hearts? Are we mining the Bible? Are we just skimming it? Are we even opening it at all? Are we aiming to grow? I cannot express to you the goodness and the treasures that are in the book. For those who seek and search with all their hearts, the Lord says you will find him. You will find him. There is treasure to be found. So I want you guys to go out this week and I want you guys to uncover it. I want you to open up this book and mine it for, you know, take your time, set aside time if you can, even if it's just 10 minutes, just really devote that 10 minutes without distractions. It doesn't have to be an hour, but but your time should be intentional and really devote that time to really studying it The Bible contains over 31,000 verses, and it's estimated that there are over 63,000 cross-references in the Bible. Romans 11 says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments, how unfathomable are his ways. We will never exhaust everything, all the treasures that there are to find in the Bible. There are so many, so many cross-references, so many scriptures but I want to leave you with a couple of verses today. I want to leave you with Colossians 3.16. And I pray that you let the word of Christ dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And Ephesians, I just added this one last minute just because um, it just popped up. It's a prayer for spiritual strength. It says, "For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His spirit in your inner being, in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell richly in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Guys, that's my prayer for you guys. That is my prayer with so many that are lost and so many that are seeking is that you will come to know the treasure that is in Christ and that you will come to know the breadth and length and height and depth of his love for you, of what he has done for you. And that is my goal in sharing his word and sharing these arises is that you dwell and that you have full belief and confidence and faith of who he is the sovereignty of him and his will and his, his purpose for you and your purpose on this earth to glorify him I, I I pray that you come to know that and then I pray that you go out and you share it with everyone that you meet you guys are chosen thank you guys so much for listening for watching if you want to send me an email it's arisewithamber at gmail.com. you can find me on instagram at amber emily smith if you want to send me a message have a great week bye